welcome to the Vacation Impossible podcast for Saturday, May 28th. We're here with uh, Mike, Mindy, and I'm Ray. Hi. And uh, Mike is here on uh, on vacation. Yay. So this is this is actually our home, uh, something you don't often see or hear about on the channel. But uh, since Mike's vacation is our home, we figured this seemed appropriate. So um, yeah, I guess first question, Mike, uh, what's your vacation and how's it going? My vacation is just to see friends catch up with people who I haven't seen in years, and it's going fantastic. It's, uh, came back from Surrey and Langley today, hit every single red light on the way here and on the way there, so it took like nine hours. Um, great time so far, and I get to see Mindy and Ray, and uh, so Alberto, uh, Tasha I'll see tonight while she's working, so I'll be uh, forcing her to bring me alcohol. Which is great, and then Bert will show up around eleven o'clock, and and then tomorrow I'm going to Tawasson, wherever that is. I'm just gonna, you know, find somebody to drive me out there and be a bouncer, apparently. No, I think we know a bus driver that can get you out that way. Yes, bus driver, yes. <laughs> that's that's Burton for the record. Burton, yeah. uh, so how was how was your flight? Was there any turbulence? Oh yes, there was. Yeah, much turbulence leaving Ontario. For about 45 minutes, it was constant turbulence, and the, they had to stop drink service, and the pilot came on saying that he apologizes and that uh, expect it to continue, and it did for a very long time, but it didn't suddenly drop like my last flight to Washington. That was, it, it probably was only 10 feet, but it felt like 100, just cruising along, and turbulence happened, and it just literally dropped in the air. And the funny part, well, to watch it, um, not to experience it, was they were in the middle of drink service. And there was, I was in the far back row, and there was a flight attendant in front of me. And there was three seats in front of me, and there was one guy in a nice suit. And so as the turbulence is going, the, the flight attendant, she kneels down, she has her bottle of orange juice, and she has her cup, and she's pouring it. We suddenly drop, and she goes <laughs> all over the guy. She goes back, drink goes forward, and he was completely covered in orange juice in his nice suit. It was fun to watch, just not fun to experience, I imagine. So if uh, you're ever flying and you're in turbulence, try not to uh, order any drinks during that moment because you might wear your drink instead of consuming it properly. Well, if someone else is ordering a drink, make sure you have a camera ready. And ma yeah, make yep. sure you have a camera ready because I was unprepared. No video of that, unfortunately. No. Um, so one thing that's been getting a lot of attention on YouTube lately is um, the new Ghostbusters movie that apparently is uh, coming out in mid-July. Uh, when we did our first podcast uh, early April, we were under the mistaken impression that it had already come out. Um, too. Yeah, yeah we, we and we were on the ship, so we didn't have Wi-Fi or any any fact checking ability. And so, you know, we had talked about the movie a little bit. And since then, there have been some developments. An additional trailer has come out. Um, but the interesting thing over the last week is James Rolfe of Cinemassacre did a video in which he was explaining his reasons for not wanting to see the movie. 
and they're all about the history of the movie, who he who is involved, and his thoughts on that. At not, I don't think at one point in the entire video does he mention the fact that it's a female cast, but he's come under fire over the last several days as some sort of sexist misogynist who doesn't want to see it because it's a female cast. I've been following a little bit of this. I saw the CU podcast segment uh, about it, and I uh, was reading some things on Twitter. A lot of people are criticizing him who haven't even watched the video. The video runs like six and a half minutes, and they couldn't take the six and a half minutes to find out what they were talking about before you know, attacking someone. And so, I mean, we had expressed a, a lack of interest in the movie as well, um, uh, you know, weeks before that came out. And I just kind of want to elaborate on that a little bit more. Um, I had uh, I, I had gone into depth about uh, Leslie Jones, who I, who I don't enjoy. Um, Kristen Wiig is in the movie. I, yeah. I spent some time on Wikipedia. I am, I'm not a fan of Kristen Wiig. Um, but anyways, I'm not a big Melissa McCarthy fan. I think that she has a lot of capability, but I think that it's underutilized. And they basically make jokes about her gender and her shape. And I think she can she can do more original content than that. Um, so, uh, anyways, th th those are those are some reasons I'm not personally interested in seeing it. I looked at the director and the writer and the things they've worked on. Things like uh, Bridesmaids, Spy, which I haven't seen Spy, but I, I was forced to sit through Bridesmaids in Edmonton on a road trip with John. And I, I didn't like very much of it at all. I think in the whole run of the movie, I laughed two or three times. Yeah. Um, and so for me, my reasons are, you know, three of the primary four people in the cast I, I, I don't like. And I haven't liked their previous work. Um, and I haven't liked the previous work of the director or the writer. That has absolutely nothing to do with gender. I think the movie has a few things going for it. Um, it's uh, Kate McKinnon. It was the person uh, who's the fourth person, uh, the, the, the um, blonde woman from Saturday Night Live. I enjoy her. She's fantastic. I was reading the cast list. Cecily Strong appears. I, I also love her. She's fantastic. So those are two things that the movie has going for it. Um, none of this has to do with gender. This has to do with the capabilities and the past work of the people involved and, frankly, what it looks like and the information that's out there so far. Um, I think the receptionist's uh, character, Kevin or something, is played by, uh, I think, Chris Hemsworth or someone? I'm not sure. I think so, yeah. Um, and I think part of what they're doing there is a gag about how, you know, he's going to be the sexy but boy toy receptionist. I don't know. Um, but I think he's actually something that the film has going for it. So I do have three reasons that I might conceivably see it, but I don't think they come close to outweighing the reasons I don't want to see it. So, um... But... I, I definitely don't plan on seeing it. I, I have no interest in it. As soon as I saw that they uh, that they're coming out with the Ghostbusters, before I even heard there was an all female cast, right away I I just basically knew that they were kind of not really going to respect the history of, of the franchise. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not as emotionally connected to Ghostbusters as a lot of people in my generation are and our generation are, but I still love the show. I still love Simer, Marsh Marshmallow Fluffman, Fluffman, and all that. And it just seemed to me with a lot of these reboot movies. Um, it's just a lot of regurgitation and and like from what i hear rolf saying is basically they have a title and they're just gonna slap that title on whatever they can randomly slap it on um uh, the first i actually heard about the james rolf thing was um after my husband was talking about it was um philip franco who's a, a youtuber that i really like um and he was talking about it and he was kind of giving both sides of the argument where he was understanding why rolf was saying what he was saying but also understanding why people are calling rolf maybe a little bit closed-minded He's kind of seeing both sides of the argument. Um, he also did point out that at no point was gender mentioned um, in yeah. Rolf's video, and that wasn't why he wasn't in, into seeing the movie. 
Um, and and yeah, it just I don't I don't understand why it just automatically there's this connection. Oh, because it's an all female cast, and because a male doesn't want to see it, he is automatically misogynist and he's automatically sexist and all that. I think that's a load of BS, honestly. Um, it just doesn't look good. It doesn't yeah, look funny. I've seen. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I saw the trailer and I was like, this just looks dumb. It just, it looks like an insult to my intelligence. I mean, yeah. it's not supposed to be a smart movie, but I mean, it's, these are people who grew up watching this series that are going to likely see this movie and, and they're probably, they're probably getting kind of annoyed that they, you know, that the producers got, you know, $15, $20 out of them for seeing the movie to go, yeah, we were right. We didn't like the movie. Yeah. That's part of the thing is that they're attacking him for not willing to see it. And they, they're saying things like you have to fully see it before you can criticize it. But that means they've gotten the money out of you. Exactly. And so I think that it, that could send the wrong message. Because in this case, when it comes to movies, we vote with our dollars. Absolutely. And there's not a lot of movies that people see a second time based on how good it is. So that's, that's not the best metric. Uh, you know, it's been argued that trailers are supposed to show some of the best parts, and you can argue about that all you want. Um, but it just hasn't done much to capture our interest. No. One one criticism I had of the James Rolfe video, it's not a criticism, it's something I would like to hear more about, is he talks about how uh, Bill Murray and other people appearing as cameos not in the same character um, was really offensive to him, and he said that hadn't been done in successful reboots or good reboots. The one challenge I have to that is A-Team. Yeah. Uh, I think that the A-Team movie had uh, had a really solid cast, Absolutely. and they did worse than what's being proposed in the Ghostbusters movie. They had the original cast in there as cameos, and then cut every single cameo out of the finished product. They ended up as deleted scenes on the DVD. That's right. a much bigger insult, I think, to the original cast. That having been said, the writing, the acting, the action sequences, and directing of the A-Team movie... And even the humor, I thought was actually pretty solid. Yeah. And they had little references in there, uh, little things to Dwight Schultz's role on uh, Star Trek Voyager. Uh, they had a little in-joke. Um, so uh, I think that uh, I would like to hear comparisons about how this is being handled versus how the A-Team movie is handled. And very uh, specifically, I'm curious what James of Sin Massacre would say. Uh, Mike, what do you think about what's, what's going on with this movie? I, it doesn't interest me. It doesn't seem funny. It seems silly. It seems ridiculous it, nothing to do with the cast it's just the storyline i guess because it's already been done like what can you do better than the original movie it, it doesn't appeal to me I yeah i mean there, there's I only no so many regurgitated stories that i'm willing yeah. to watch uh i yeah. mean again like with a team i mean they at least respected the franchise yeah. um and they respected the history um again people really emotionally connected to that when you grew up watching that sort of stuff and and they're going to do reboot. You have to be really careful. And you have to really really respect that that people have spent a big portion of their childhood watching this and growing up and, and being raised by these characters to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of us, you know, growing up in the in the eighties and the nineties, a lot of us were latchkey kids. Um, you know, both our folks had to work and all that, that sort of thing. And so the TV kind of raised us in a lot of different ways. Um, and so it's really really important that if you're going to regurgitate reboot these these storylines that you have to respect that part of the history not just necessarily the franchise itself but that part of you know this you're you're kind of bringing back memories you're bringing back this nostalgia um to to a lot of these people that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways um and if you're not going to show if you're not going to respect that it just people are going to call you on it and and it and again i mean the cast too i'm not 
not a fan of McCarthy. I'm not a fan of Wig. I'm not a fan. I'm not even a big fan of McKinnon. Uh, I uh, like. Uh, I can only. There's only so many times I can see her doing her gender bending Justin Bieber skit before I'm like, okay, it's been played. I, I get it. You can do Justin Bieber. Um, uh, Leslie Jones, I like. Um, I think I, she's a good writer. I'd like to say that yeah. her first appearance on Saturday Night Live, where she did the weekend update segment about her dating life and and all of mm-hmm. that, that was very funny. She was great. I think she's a good writer. Mm-hmm. I do not think she's a good performer. Yeah, see, I mean, Leslie Jones, I mean, she doesn't have a background in, in, in improv. And she, being on a show that you have to really have a Second City background and Second City history and that kind of improv background. Because, yeah. I mean, you're going to flub your lines and you have to know how to roll with it. And unfortunately, Leslie Jones doesn't really have, because she's such a phenomenal writer, she doesn't really have any in, uh, in front of the screen uh, uh, background. And so she didn't really know how to respond appropriately. And so I can understand why someone like Ray, who's got a lot of improv background, he's going to be insulted by that. I mean, for me, it didn't, uh, I, I wasn't so hurt by it. I wasn't so bothered by it. I felt she did an okay job the subsequent skits trying to make up for that and i just kind of was willing to forgive her uh, for the other ones um because i'm like you know what everyone's got some off days it sucks that it happened in front of the camera everyone's got their bad days it's gonna happen right i mean mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure seth seth um myers thank you wow <laughs> <laughs> seth myers uh chris Catan, all of them i'm sure they've all had those moments too where they're just completely just killed their lines and they didn't know what to do and they just um, and, um, yeah, just hers was fairly, um, fairly epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I did a little research on Leslie Jones after the previous podcast because I ripped her apart and yes, I, th- I yeah. still think, I still think fairly, I wanted to go back and make sure that I wasn't saying mm-hmm. things that were untrue. And that's true. She doesn't have any kind of improv experience that I was able to determine. There is a, an interesting story about her though, where she was booed off the audience so hard that she didn't appear publicly working or doing stand-up uh-huh. or any kind of acting for three years before wow. going to the open call for Saturday Night Live. Oh, my. So um, I think that that's, a, that's an important thing to mention. And you know what I want to say? If she had a writing credit on the movie, that would be a vote for me in favor of seeing the movie. But I don't believe that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the last thing I kind of want to say on the subject is, uh, automatically assuming that because someone doesn't like something because it has an all-female cast, um, doesn't make it a sexist thing. Because if that's the case, let's take that to its logical conclusion. That means anyone who didn't like striptease is equally sexist. Now, I think people who really like striptease could be quite sexist, or maybe not. <laughs> I think the whole variety is out there. But I think equality is about treating these things uh, you know, equally and fairly and on their own merits. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for those of you who might be saying, I'm not going to see it because of the female cast and that's your only reason, yeah, okay. That's, that's closed-minded, maybe sexist, I don't know. But, it, it, you know, uh, that I think... That would be, you know, the fair target. And, and Patton uh, Oswald, one of the things he said is he probably picked the wrong target. Mm-hmm. So if he, if he had found somebody who was saying, you know, just because it's women, it's wrong, that's, that's the wrong target. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just being a reboot isn't necessarily the, the, the worst criticism either because it can be done well. Star Trek 2009, yeah. one of the best reboots. Done, yeah. I think that triggered yeah. so many of the reboots we're seeing yeah. now. Had that not happened, maybe we wouldn't have this Ghostbusters film. But that did so many original things that hadn't been done in a very old franchise. Yeah. Uh, and it was so fresh and new and interesting in so many different ways that they didn't just change up a few details and hope for the best. But the story here looks like ghosts appear in New York City and four people go out to deal with it. Uh, who were previously laughed at as crackpots. I don't see anything original there. So, 
Um, moving on to something a little bit more uh, positive and less contentious, <laughs> as I straighten my t-shirt here, uh, we're very happy to hear that the Mario Marathon is coming back. Um, and that's that's fantastic. They didn't do anything last year, uh, despite what they may tell you and what I may play along with. We'll see what happens in the future. There's some possible collab things uh, in the works there. But um, uh, they had a new son, uh, Austin. So I think having a new baby in the household, I'm speculating here, but that would have added a, an additional degree of challenge also having Kate in there. Um, so that would have been a lot to ask Shanna or anyone else uh, to yeah, kind of handle sure. on their own. Yeah. Um, but we were watching actually a broadcast uh, uh, today, um, sort of testing different things. Uh, they got me to call in as, for a Skype call. I was able to test out oh. uh, our equipment and their equipment and how that all worked. And that was quite nice. Um, and one thing I was noticing, Austin seems really helpful. Uh, he was, you know, he was, he was carrying duct tape and, and trying to help out. And so that, that's, that's cute and nice to see, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so I think that uh, they're in a better place now. And so welcome back, Mario Marathon, in June 24th. 24th? 25th. Yeah, 20, June 24th. 24th. June 24th, um, Friday. the Friday. 24th. And so it will probably run at least three days, possibly as many as five. Go to mariomarathon.com. Um, and if you want to donate, if you can go through vacationimpossible.ca, there's a widget at the bottom of our main page. Uh, if you donate through there, uh, we get a little notice for that. We show up uh, as one of the top partner sites. So we'd really appreciate it. If you do donate, donate through there. But you can watch on mariomarathon.com or twitch.tv forward slash mariomarathon. And they raise money for Child's Play. Child's Play is a charity that supports children hospitals all over the world, from Iraq to Vancouver, all over the United States, all over the world. They get things like books, video games, in some cases even paint uh, to make the experience of being in a hospital for a child uh, less horrific. And I was in the hospital uh, for a month. I nearly missed Christmas with appendicitis at age 10. And having, I think it was... um, uh, you know, having a television to watch, some movies to watch, a video game system to play. Uh, yeah, I believe that that makes recovery better because you're 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 wanting to get back into life and you're having some positive experiences in your day, and it and it makes all the difference in the world. So um, do donate. Uh, the Mario Marathon guys don't see a penny of the money; it goes directly to Child's Play. Child's Play was a charity that was started by Penny Arcade, the online comic strip out of Seattle, Washington, um, in response to uh, a lawsuit. Uh, read all about that on, on Wikipedia. It's a very interesting it's a read. Fun story. And I didn't know that, so I've just learned something new today. Yeah, I couldn't tell the story as well without it in front of me right now. But it's uh, the, the, the way that it came about and the things that it's done ever since are really, really fantastic. The people who work there, their overhead's like 2% or something. Uh, they've only got like three employees. They basically buy things once a year in bulk from the suppliers, from Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, whoever, uh, Activision, what have you. So they get a bulk discount. They're not paying retail. So they stretch the money much, much further than if you were to buy a game and go donate it to your local children's hospital. So it's a really efficient way to do it and uh, the event is a bunch of guys in their 30s getting on to mid late 30s now i suppose uh in indiana playing mario games uh non-stop uh they do take you know sleep breaks so they have different people they hand it off to there's musical numbers with jed uh and his jed time stories jed time stories um jed time stories uh it's it's amazing they do the marathon uh, or the, they do the mario they do uh, barrel rolls uh donkey kong dances they give away t-shirts um so 
yeah uh absolutely tune in we strongly support the mario marathon we're, we're really happy to see them back so thanks guys i believe also child's play also uh, contributes to uh, emergency women's shelters too that's right women uh fleeing abuse uh they uh i think it was two or three years ago they expanded to start looking after women's shelters as well so again that's children in a psychologically crisis horrific crisis yeah. and it's a way to make it less scarring uh and to improve outcomes so it's it's very worthwhile yeah, we've been we've been supporting Mario Marathon for I guess since the second Mario Marathon. Yeah. Uh, we're I, and my T-shirt collection will back me up on that. <laughs> we're really we're really uh, proud of that. I think there was one year where we were one of I think I was the top Twitter person, and I think uh, your blog had been one of the top Twitter sites yeah. uh, or uh, top uh, donation um, driving yeah, sites. sites. Uh, so we're moving from her blog to VacationImpossible.ca this year. Not blog anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, do do check that out. Coming soon. So how did you? Uh find out about Mar- mario marathon will wheaton but yeah i was sick oh <laughs> i was sick as a will dog wheaton. and my family was going to uh false creek or granville island uh and i just i couldn't i couldn't get out of bed uh and so i was watching a movie called they live which is <laughs> awesome live. um i roddy roddy piper that's right roddy roddy piper roddy, roddy and he, wow. rest in peace. he find he finds oh. these glasses these these sunglasses that allow him to see which a, where aliens have taken over people's bodies and they've and there's uh there's a there's also sort of a, a, a socio commentary there as well about advertising and mm-hmm. our consumer capitalist culture and all this stuff. Um, but it also has ridiculous lines like "I came here to uh, kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out all of bubble, bubble gum." gum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's got some great lines. Duke Nukem was partly based on his on his character, oh, really? and in oh, parts I of Duke Nukem 3D. Once. You can actually trigger him to say some of those lines, like that one I'm I just quoted. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I highly recommend that film. So I just watched that film, and it was, uh, and I wasn't feeling, I still wasn't feeling any better. And I went on Twitter, and I saw um, a trending topic called Mario Marathon. And I was like, I wonder what that is, but I'm too sick to care. Uh, mm-hmm. But then Will Wheaton had tweeted about uh, the Mario Marathon doing a 100% run of Mario Sunshine. <laughs> And he was talking Ooh. about how painful that must Sunshine, be. Yeah. And I had never played Sunshine. Well, Even to this day, I played it for maybe 10 minutes. Uh, one day I'll get around to it. Um, but I tuned in and there were these guys playing this Mario game. And they were reading out tweets and things. And so the first thing I think people had, like this is pre-Twitch. This was years ago. They were on Ustream, low quality image, because that's the best that was available. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you start to wonder, like, is this is this really live? That's, I think, the first natural thing when you encounter something yeah. new like that. So I was, like, tweeting at them. I think I was asking them, uh, the new Star Trek had recently come out. I was like, oh, what do you guys think of the new Star Trek? And this kind of stuff. And uh, Ben Cotton, uh, Twitface, yeah. uh, read out, <laughs> that was that was his nickname back then. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he read out some of my tweets. And I realized it was live and it was interactive. And... I'm like I'm like I'm gonna watch this just to prove it's live. Okay, they proved it. Li- it's live. I'm just gonna wait, watch a little bit. You know, I'll give it five more minutes, ten more minutes. Next thing I know, a couple of hours have come, <laughs> have come and gone. And on the He's surface, booked. it it should not be entertaining. On paper, it makes no sense. It's like Firefly. Cowboys in space does not sound very entertaining. In practice, you can't stop watching. And so the family comes home and they're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm all embarrassed. I'm like, "Oh, it's this stupid thing on the internet. I'll shut it off." And they're like, "No, wait, hold on. What is this? Let's let's, let's check this out." Days later, <laughs> the marathon ends, and that was that was uh, Mario Marathon two. And so the beginning of Mario Marathon three, uh, I was ready. I had my command post set up. I had it on the big screen for the 
stream. I had my my netbook, uh, and I was gonna win a t-shirt. <laughs> I was committed, and I think I won like the very first t-shirt from the actual full yeah. marathon. And it was a uh, uh, yeah, and and I saw the rest... that text that you sent me because I had to go to work. And, and Ray oh. sends me text. He's like, I want the t-shirt. I want the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. I've basically been um, taking these tri- uh, these vacations for Vacation Impossible. Yeah. And, you know, just because it's a vacation. Uh, but I've been wearing the Mario Marathon t-shirts trying to get the word out. And I've gotten my picture taken with celebrities. I've mentioned it to celebrities. I had a follow-up conversation at ECCC with Will Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Because he had done a call-in, I think during three. And I was trying to get him to do a call-in for four. Mm-hmm. So I got a picture with him and the t-shirt. Or maybe it was five. Um, they also did one with Captain Picard, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart, uh, Stewart uh, and a bunch yeah. of other people. George, okay. um, yeah. And so yeah. The, we're, I, I've just been trying to, uh, in my own little way, get the word out about the Mario Marathon. It's one of the ways that we've supported it. And uh, it's been fantastic. They've been nice enough to include... Uh, even, uh, uh, Mike, you you have been in the Mario Marathon. I don't know if you uh, are aware of this. But we had taken pictures in Vegas. And they had used some of those pictures oh. in their opening uh, video when they launched the marathon. Was this when I met Beverly or was this after? Uh, uh, before, yeah. before. Before Beverly, Beverly, but it was the same trip. Yeah. Okay. It was, uh, we were getting pictures with the Coke Bear. And I had the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, you've, you've actually been uh, in, in picture form in the Mario Marathon. Yay! <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm a great. celebrity now. I'll sign autographs later. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend you check it out. Even, yeah. uh, even if you're not really into gaming, it's just kind of really fun to watch all these guys. I mean, these guys have been friends for, for decades. Um, we saw some of them in a very, very long time. So they've worked and together? They work together, yeah, and they've they've um, you know they all have families now, so their kids are growing up together, and it's just kind of fun to kind of watch that friendship. Um, you know, get to kind of have a little bit of insight in their lives for a little bit, and they invite us into their homes, and they're really really respectful of the fact, of the fact that you know there are, could be kids watching, so they you know, they keep the language clean. Yeah, as best they, they can. I mean, they they, 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 they can, do yeah. they do have Mario Marathon just... After Dark, um, <laughs> which and, even uh, then it's the story times it's slightly adult content, but even they still, keep their language appropriate uh, to get a PG or G rating, much like we yeah. try to with less success here at vacation impossible um but yeah no it's very very family friendly all ages uh can certainly tune in one interesting story is one of the fans of an early mario marathon ben uh, that's ben with an f at the end and i think it was 2000 2004 something was his twitter handle um he had watched them for a couple years and was a you know frequent interactive person with the twitter and whatever a couple years later he actually moved to indiana and got a job working with sundeep i believe and so he's now for the last wow. few marathons, he's been a contributor. He's been on the couch. He's been playing the games, doing the stuff, uh, and he started off as a fan. And, and the so, jealousy grows within us pretty much yes. every, I would, every I, marathon. I, w- I would like to cameo at the Mario Marathon in more <laughs> than just Skype one day. I'd like to put my butt on that couch, yes. that that hollowed, famed couch, even though it's the second couch. Yeah. Where the old- <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's like life goals for anyone who's been following for a really long time, like Tofu Boy, uh, Grubber Gamer, uh, Scott, uh, Malfunct, um, uh, um, Pongo, oh my gosh. Meeting Pongo would be like huge. Uh, so there's a, there's a whole bunch of us that would just be like it's like life goals to be it's able to actually goals, be yeah. in the stream, not yes. just skyping in, but actually be in the stream. But obviously that can't happen because I mean it's, this is run out of their homes, right? I mean obviously for security reasons they, they kind of want to keep their homes their homes safe. So. Yeah, they, they don't know that we're not crazy. Yeah. Although maybe they get exactly. to know us a little bit better through the podcast and know that we're not the wrong kind of crazy. <laughs> I would impossible. I'd hope. Um, but yeah, they're based out of uh, Lafayette, Indiana, yeah, which is near Indianapolis, I think. Sure, we're gonna go with yes. So we're Canadian. My geography's <laughs> no. Are and that's one of the, 
that's one of the things we do here at Vacation Possible is, uh, at least for me, I try to uh, solve my ignorance of geography by going places. Yes. Uh, thankfully, through Carnival Cruises, I've been able to learn all about the Caribbean and parts of Mexico, uh, some of which is Caribbean, some of it on the other coast. Um, uh, yeah, the Bahamas. Uh, and so, like, I, I, if you would ask me a few years ago where Belize is, I probably would have thought... I would have confused it with Belarus and said it was in Europe. Not going to lie. Now <laughs> I, I've been well, there, and I have I have an understanding of that, and, and where Honduras is, and things of that nature. So, um, And we have a possible road trip coming up to Las Vegas, where I oh, thought nice. the trip from... Los, uh, from Vancouver to Las Vegas would organically flow through Salt Lake City. I was really wrong. It is quite a bit more east. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have to track over east, but we're still going to see Salt Lake City just because it kind of stuck in our minds. And, and uh, I, I, I have a friend that lives in Salt Lake City, so I'm hoping yeah. I get a chance yeah. to connect with her. So That'll be good. So um, today we went to the Vancouver Retro Gaming Expo. Uh, it's our second year going to that, well, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw Game Straight 81 there and uh, picked up a few games. Uh, so that was really nice. It's in a better, bigger, better venue this year, the Anvil Center, which I think is a pretty new building in New Westminster yeah. here near Vancouver in BC, Canada. Um, and so it's nice. They had uh, they had a lot more space. Last year was really claustrophobic, really hot and kind of smelly in parts after a while, <laughs> uh, just because you get that many people into a cramped space. Um, oh, so. It's a it's a much better venue, but I found that the the free play area this year wasn't quite as good. I didn't see pretty any. Small. Yeah, uh, well, in terms of selection, uh, the mm-hmm. space was bigger, but there seemed to be fewer options. Um, but part of it is that we've spent the last year getting a lot of the games that I really wanted to play last time. I got Bomberman, I got Turtles in Time, I got these sorts of games I really wanted to play. Um, so there's that driving need wasn't there. But I wanted to play an NWC card. I don't care if it's a repro. I just want to give it a try. Because I don't have a repro, I don't have a flash card or anything. But uh, they, they didn't seem to have it this time, but... Way more dealers and a variety of things, uh, a lot more perler art. Um, yeah, the know. perler art, well, there's some, there's this one booth that they, this guy had a perler art that was a good two, three feet long. Um, it was um, the Skyward Sword, I think, or something like that. Yeah, Link from... Uh, and from then there was, yeah, this super detailed Link. There was this stained glass Mario, um, huge Hulk. It was awesome. I'm, I'm into perler art, so that for me, that was like... And they had stained glass Mario and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, like legit stained glass Mario and stained glass, um, um, that guy. <laughs> cheap cheeps cheap cheeps yeah. uh so that was uh what are those? Oh, okay. oh, they're, they're the flying fish from the original mario game sorry uh, we, have, and we, have other per, we have perler art on our walls so i'm just like pointing to some random perler art nice. yeah <laughs> uh on youtube i'll throw up a picture <laughs> yeah no it was good they had uh they had toques they had uh knit pokeballs yeah. um uh and and uh all sorts of different things so they had a pretty large import area if that's what you're into which we're not necessarily but yep. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's worth checking out in terms of, like, purchasing things, but the free play area and I think, like, the panel availability, they had lots of tournaments, though. They had a whole area for tournaments. So, if you're looking to buy games or play in a tournament, um, Vancouver Retro Gaming Expo, very good. If you're looking for quality panels, uh, and sort of YouTube celebrities... Portland, Portland Retro Gaming Expo is more the scene for you. Yeah, um, and they uh, Portland also has an amazing selection for purchase uh, stuff as well. But I got my Super Nintendo Starfleet Academy, so I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, they got Grand Theft Auto V, uh, L.A. Noir, um, those sorts of things. So good Played pickups. Grand Theft Auto V and I beat it. Mm-hmm. It like 19 hours to do, but I did it. <laughs> um, 
So one thing I was uh, just going to talk about, it's a personal thing for me, but uh, uh, I, I've been uh, thinking about upgrading some of my technology recently, and I'm kind of torn on some things. Uh, Mindy very nicely was able to get me this new microphone that we're trying out for the first time here uh, for podcasting and voiceover work, so that's very exciting. But uh, I'm thinking about um, replacing my Surface. I have a Surface RT, and I want to upgrade to a Surface 3, which Mike which has. Which I have. Um, love it (laughs) great i I talked him into that he was looking at other things and i steered him true uh best part about it is a hill racing game Uh, yeah i want to address the big hill racing for one thing we called it by the wrong name in the previous podcast it's called big hill racing i believe uh hill climb racing now i'm going to do it wrong again yes wonderful hill Hill climb I think I called it Big Hill last time, and yeah. it's actually Hill Climb Hill Racing. Hill Climb Racing, yes. Um, but here's yeah. the thing. Um, my version hadn't updated, and so when Mike had it, it was version, I don't know, 1.8 or something, and I'm at like yeah. 1.3. And so he had vehicles and courses I didn't have, and I wonder if there have been fixes. So I'm not sure we're playing on a level playing field here, Mike. Um, <laughs> as long as I win, it's a level playing field. <laughs> But after the trip, I did everything I could to get it to update, and nothing was doing, so I actually contacted the developer. And unfortunately, the developer has stopped supporting hill climb racing on Windows platforms. Uh, they're not why? supporting it on, on Windows. I have no earthly idea why. It's the largest operating system in the world uh, on, on desktop still. Um, so that's why you have a better version, and I can't upgrade. Um, so See? Level playing field. If I get the Surface 3, maybe then we'll have a level playing field. Go. Uh, I'm also looking at getting a Retron 5 because I have games like SimCity for Super Nintendo where the battery has failed. And you just can't play... You can't build a whole city in one shot and you can't leave the thing on all the time. That's not smart. You could, (laughs) but I'm thinking, given the age of some of this equipment, I don't want to do it. Um, You know, and power bills and stuff. It's just... It's not a very green thing to do. But there are save states that you can do on the Retron 5. And so I've watched... Uh, Pat the NES Punk's review. I've watched Game Straighty One's review of the Retron 5. It looks really good. So that's something I'm thinking of getting. Um, I'm looking at trying to get a bigger hard drive because uh, making all these videos takes up a lot of space. And I kind of want to keep the original stuff if I ever want to do a, a gag reel or something or go back and use something I didn't use before. Um, I need to do that. And uh, so I'm torn because I also want to upgrade my cell phone. I have the BlackBerry Q10. And I'm thinking about getting the Priv uh, because Facebook sent a poison pill update to their BlackBerry app. Oh, no. That killed the app as an app. Um, It was still like 30 megs, but it was only a bookmark to the mobile site and nothing more than that. Yet it still asked for tons of permissions. So what kind of privacy is it invading while giving you absolutely no functionality? And it... And it coaxed itself under the, you know, the umbrella of being an update. Previous updates added new functionality. This update killed the app. Not only that, but it messed up my contacts and deleted nearly every contact off my phone. Yes, I have no contacts either. So I'm very upset with Facebook right now uh, for doing that. Um, and so I haven't been posting as many pictures on Facebook. I've been on Instagram a whole lot more and Twitter. Uh, those still work fine. Um, but anyways... So, uh, you know, upgrading the phone is something that I'm thinking about doing, not because of the Facebook thing, just because I know it has to happen eventually. Um, But I also don't like how phones are getting so much bigger. I Like, when phones were constantly getting smaller, that made sense to me. Technology is about miniaturization, convenience. Um, And now it's becoming bigger and bigger where, like, we... The the term phablet was around a few years ago. It's disappeared because all phones are so big now. There's no difference. I'll grab my my Q10. So, like... This is great. It's got it's got a keyboard. It's got a screen. Here's the Z10, and that's great. Um, so the Priv has 
a larger screen and a slide-out keyboard. I used to have the Torch, which had the slide-out keyboard, and I loved that. I wanted a slider. Um, but it's just so big. Like, how do you have that in your pocket and call it convenient? It's, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe maybe I need to go tell some kids to get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyways, I've got a whole bunch of things. I don't know what I should get first. Um, so, you know, uh, feel free to, uh, comment in the comments. What, what should, uh, what should Ray get next, uh, as this big technology purchase? I don't know. I'm torn between all those different things, um, and other bits of fanciness, like maybe new cameras and things too. So <laughs> anyways, please, please help. I don't know what to do. Yes. And everybody plays the hill racing game where they, what is it called? The big hill, cl- hill climb racing. Thank you. I See, think I, I don't even know. I, I don't remember. But whoever has it and plays it, let us know so we can compare I scores. So I can, you know. Oh, you have it show too. You. I, have oh. it, I have it on my. Oh. I have it on my. Oh. Play, I have it on my playbook. Oh, so I, have it, I have old school. I uh, big hill. Did no. not know this. I bet they now. don't support it for the playbook. No, they definitely don't play, support no. it for the playbook. I, I did update your playbook not too long ago when we got our we got a new Wi-Fi router because uh, uh, Shaw has better Wi-Fi now and, and we got a speed upgrade with the skinny package. In Canada, there was a, a CRTC ruling where. Um, cable providers have to provide a basic cable package at $25. And so yep. when that when that came out, it was an attempt to make things more affordable and give more options. Uh, we looked into it, and we were able to, by dropping some channels we didn't watch that much, <laughs> Food Network! <clears throat> um, we dropped that a while back, though, didn't we? Um, maybe. <laughs> I might have just done this to have the joy of dropping it again. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of... Uh, um, wh- oh, what is it... Um, the the one that's basically reality t- like slice but there's slice. Oh, uh, was um, it the learning channel right oh, yeah, yeah. TLC, oh, TLC they, oh. they 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 just teach you how to be catty bitches that's yeah. not going on YouTube I am <laughs> so glad that Honey Boo Boo and Kate Plus Eight is gone but, yeah, but I'm sure they're being replaced by Rich Housewives of who the hell cares where oh. no that's on Slice Whatever. is it on Slice or is... No, the, the, all the housewives, I think, are on Slice. And, oh, uh, okay. well, I don't have Slice, so that's good. Well, that's who cares? Good. We don't get that channel no more. <laughs> Yay! So that's when we solved that problem. And so we were able to upgrade our internet uh, and still cut down on our bill a little bit. So there's a lot of people saying how the $25 package isn't helping them. Uh, we were able to get faster internet, better, stronger Wi-Fi with the, with the free modem uh, slash router combo unit. Um, we lost Discovery Channel, which is a bit sad, but... No, we still have it. Yeah, we, we, good. we have Discovery HD where we can watch um, uh, Border Security. We oh, love we love that show. show. Love that show. Yeah, uh, it's it's smart for. I find that it's great for travel because you watch it and you see the worst case scenario and you realize that's not that bad. So now when I go through customs and I have a lot of experience, I would still have some anxiety. Having watched that show, my anxiety level has dropped to like single digit percentages. Whereas before I was like 20% anxious, now I'm like 1, 2%. Uh, So it's educational and it's entertaining. I don't like the editing, but whatever. It's still kind of reality TV. Um, but the Discovery uh, Channel also gets you Canada's Worst Driver, which is Great a wonderful show. show. Yeah. Um, and if if Canada's Worst Handyman ever comes back, I imagine it would be on it that will. show. Yeah, I, I want it to come back. That was that was a great show. Don't drive here. We're Andrew Young husband fans, quite yes. clearly. Um, so th- we we get all that. But I think there was like um, there was different. There were other variations of Discovery, not just HD. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and there was like the document the documents uh, uh, doc zone or I forget. I don't know okay. what's called. Um, but anyways, there were other channels that carried uh, okay. um, those shows, but we still we still have the primary discovery, okay. so we can still watch it. Um, but anyways, that's kind of interesting. The thing is, the twenty five dollar cable package was also supposed to come with pick and pay options, an a la carte, whatever you want to call.
call it, where you can get one or one to three channels in little low price bundles. But that isn't supposed to, the deadline for that isn't until the end of the calendar year. So right now we're having to do with the add-ons that exist and the skinny package plus the internet. Once we get pick and pay, I'm thinking then we can go in and we can really just narrow down and say, I don't want to subsidize. on exactly what you want. I don't want to subsidize the golf network. Golf yeah. is okay to play. It's horrific to watch. I don't understand. Mm. I don't know why I have to have that as part of my package so that I can watch some like the news or something. I, I'm these are not the actual packages that currently exist, but they used to. Uh, be a lot like that so I'm looking forward to pick and pay I think things will get even better then so those of you that are unhappy saying the $25 option isn't getting the job done I would say maybe be patient until the end of the year where we're going to see those pick and pay options to add on that could make things a lot easier I think yeah things will be a lot better and I mean the cable the cable company said that it could change the landscape where they might not be able to continue funding certain channels Good. <laughs> if you can no longer fund Slice or the Golf Channel, Women's Network, uh, different things, specialty, narrow, focused channels, maybe those things are those programs are better on YouTube or Hulu or Netflix. But if they're not financially viable, that means there's no audience, yeah. <laughs> and so maybe it shouldn't exist. Like you know, sometimes capitalism does a great job at certain things. Weaning out the the the, the crap, <laughs> yeah, is kind of its role. Yeah. And so by having these artificial packages where you're paying a lot for so many different things it's artificially monkeying with the with with, uh with the free market so when the cable companies go and say these rules from crtc are is anti-competitive or they're not letting the free market do its job no these packages are not letting the free market do its job i'm all for you know subsidizing cpac and news things that the voters need to know before they vote Mm -hmm. fine let's subsidize that let's subsidize the french version of all that you know, closed captioning, whatever you need. Yeah, okay, that needs to be worked into the price. But Food Network, if you like it, get it. If you don't like it, you should be able to opt out of it and save a little money in the process. So that's my telecommunications rant. <laughs> um, one th- speaking of rants, one thing I want to mention, I want to call out Bellis Fair Mall in Washington State. They recently <laughs> had a sale, which they called the At Par Sale. And they were claiming that they were going to be uh, it sounded like they'd be honoring Canadian dollars um, at par. So right now there's a, it's like 23, 32% price difference. The the, the sale uh, was misleading. They said that it was going to be first at par. Then they said, no, it's going to be up to 25% discount applied at the till. So that would be on top of whatever other discounts or clearance items, what have you, they had available. So they were going to do that. And then they weren't even doing that. Uh, and there were they had a list on their website, and they emailed me another copy after I complained, even though I told them I'd already seen it. So customer service fail. Um, listing all the different stores that were going to be participating in the sale. One of those stores, Sports Authority, had a giant sign that Sam took a picture of that said, we will not be honoring the sale. When I pointed it out to them through email saying, how are we supposed to know what kind of sale there actually is? Up to 25% could mean anything. It could mean zero because that is less than 25%. Um, when I pointed this out to them, all they did was they, they apologized, but they, they sent me a, the list of stores again and Sports Authority was on there when I had pointed it out to them that it was not participating anymore. And so, and, and, and their sign says, oh yeah, we already have a great sale or something. It was basically their justification for not participating. But it's com- incredibly misleading. It's a bait and switch. It's false advertising. Yeah. And um, so anyways, when they send me the list back, I said, hey guys, it's still on your list. 
Only then did they think about taking it off the list. And by that point, I was done with them. I haven't followed up, but they've been getting a lot of negative press over this. And they're basically saying, oh, we're sorry if people, you know, um, had uh, expectations that didn't match what we were doing or something like that. It's one of the, those classic non-apology yeah. sorry, apologies. Sorry. Right. So... Anyways, just wanted to uh, uh, point that out and uh, shine a little light on that because uh, any Canadians, uh, particularly on the West Coast, thinking about going to ta- uh, take advantage of these uh, sales that border cities are doing and border malls and, and businesses trying to draw people in, buyer beware. Check the fine print. And even then, really check Twitter. See if it's legit. Yeah, because you're supposed to have two more of those at-par sales throughout the summer, uh, Bell's Fairs. So definitely... Uh, take the time to check to make sure that the list is updated and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, Sports Authority, um, I guess the reason why they weren't having the sales because they're going out of business soon. Um, so they're probably going to be having, like, big clo- uh, clear-out sales. So I guess, you know, good on them that, you know, we get some better sales if you need some shoes and stuff, which we're probably going to need to buy some cleats soon. Um, and our kid's going to soccer camp. So, but, yeah, so I guess we'll take advantage of that sports authority sale, maybe. Uh, but, maybe. Um, uh, maybe. I kind of have moral objections <laughs> after the bait and switch. Yeah, but it, Because um, yeah. they, they asked the companies. They went to, like, Macy's and people and said, uh, and Nordstrom, I think Nordstrom was the first one to get on board. They got the VP of Nordstrom Marketing, said, yeah, that sounds great, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then they went to other companies. Those companies said, yes, you agree to something, then you decide not to with no notification, Forget you. I I don't think I'm going to trust you not to sell me fake products at that point if you can't do the basic things right. But yeah, def- definitely, yeah, definitely check Twitter. Definitely make sure the list has been updated. Hopefully, um, the Bell's Fair has will have enough time to kind of get their house in order uh, because yeah, they definitely got a lot of negative feedback. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't really go to Bell's Fair all a bunch to begin with. There was, you know, I think we spent about five minutes considering going because of the at-par sale. Um, and that, by know. that point we already knew that it wasn't happening because Sam had gone down yep. a day prior um, still within the time frame of the sale and he was tweeting pictures of these these signs that were saying we're not honoring the price which the they said sale. in plain English we're not going to honor it which that's not good um, so we, we decided but honestly Bell's Fair yeah we don't go there very often uh, but this was going to be an opportunity to draw us in because yep. I you know Macy's and Nordstrom they're not bad I would like sometimes they are really good the one day sale is awesome yeah. sometimes and so an additional 25% off of whatever their sale prices are was really compelling and I was thinking we would go there and I would get like you know shoes and uh, I you know I need I need uh, uh, shirts and pants and all this different kind of stuff I was like great I could go stock up uh, instead we just sailed right by them uh, on our way elsewhere so yeah someone else got our money instead yep uh, in regards to going on vacation make sure that when you do pack make sure you pack pants <laughs> Mike's learned this lesson a few times no it's me trunks. it's me it's not <laughs> Mike. Oh, Mike, oh, Mike's the one that always forgets his swim trunks that's yes. what Mike forgets yeah yes. which so I think is secretly I think it's secretly because Mike doesn't want to go shirtless because he thinks he's going to blind people with his whiteness yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> which I mean that yes. that kind I of thinking I burn and then go completely white again uh, although I will say that kind of thinking is what keeps you white I'm never going to expose my skin because it's too white guarantees your skin stays white that's a self-fulfilling Just saying. prophecy exactly but no uh, what happened to me a couple of times is <laughs> I, uh, I didn't pack note pants. that couple of times yeah i put myself out there as this packing <laughs> expert admittedly i dropped the ball uh, <laughs> and you know i i learned by failure so you don't have to there you go. um but there were a couple times where i was wearing pants like on the plane but i forgot to pack any more and i've had this bad run where i only if i only have one pair of pants guaranteed i'm sitting pants. in chocolate <laughs> it's it's not even subtle yes and or, or sometimes it's very, like very obvious like like uh actually it's the pants i'm wearing right now whenever i wear these going Chocolate anywhere magnets. 
outside of Vancouver. Like, I'll sit down on the plane, and there'll be a stain that will, will not have been there when I left the house. All I've done is gotten in the car, gone through security, you know, and, and I have, you know, TSA pre-check Nexus, so it's not like I'm taking off my shoes or anything. And then I sit down, and there's, like, this brown stain. And, it, I mean, not chocolate, but, you know, something, like dirt. And I kid you not, just sitting on the plane, doing nothing but, like, watching the newsroom on my surface, this stain gets darker and larger. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, that's why packing this, you learn it, and hopefully you only make the mistake once. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Up- I forgot to update the packing list, uh, so I made the mistake two, maybe maybe three times. Um, yeah, and, and I sit on chocolate. But again, if you're going to cast stones, Mike. <laughs> You know, make sure you wear finger swimmers. Yeah, just make sure you pack pants, location. more than one pair of pants, and bring swim trunks. And if you don't want to look like a white satin sheet, like I do, tan. You just embrace your scar shirts. Just em- em- embrace <laughs> embrace scaring people. You know, and just SPF making them uncomfortable. 50, you know, big yeah. brim hat. Yeah. And, Travel hat. You know, stay in the shade as much as you can. I'm like, wow, still SPF. Yeah. Make it your friend. SPF 2000. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, although, again, talking about throwing stones, how many sunburns have you had that have, on cruises, kept you from going to ports? Because you you, you got oh. heat stroke, or your sunburn was so bad, you could barely move out of the yeah. bed in the cabin. <laughs> that was pretty epic. I, I our My very first, first cruise, um, it was our son's very first cruise, my family's very first cruise, it's Ray's second. Um, uh, our very first stop, uh, we went to Grand Turk. Uh, beautiful, beautiful beach, by the way. Um, I always get injured there somehow. Um, and we spent the entire day there, solid five, six hours. And it was at about hour four in the 30 some odd degree weather. Um, that's probably what, 100, 120 degree weather in American? I don't really know. Fahrenheit. It's not American. American. <laughs> 120 uh, in You know, people make fun of Americans for, like, not knowing yeah, no, I, I, international that issues. Was, that, was, that was for you, America. Wow. You're welcome. Um, yeah, yeah, that was but, intentional, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it was about, about four hours in. I was like, yeah, well, I should probably put on some sunscreen. I just put on a little bit. After I had never, mentioned it a few times. And never, never, Offered never to help. didn't retouch. Just did it the once. And, yeah, no, I had I had the worst heat stroke. I was doing uh, it right in front of her, trying to set a good example. Be like, hey, here's a visual reminder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got heat stroke so bad that uh, I was basically in the cabin for the next two days vomiting uh, because I was so ill from the heat stroke. And I could barely keep down peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay, so here's a pro tip. Um, cruises, <laughs> a, a good cruise director will tell you that if you're feeling sick, have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And they say it's not going to make you feel better, but it's going to taste the same going up as it does going down. And there is some truth to that. All right. I can tell you from personal experience. Having, or you can yeah, just take a butter jelly sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. Uh, and, and the other tip they often give is have a green apple because the acids help with these, yes. uh, with your stomach acid. Mm-hmm. And Mike, that worked for you, It right? worked for me, yes. It did. I yeah. actually felt quite better afterwards. And like, I'm going to have more green apples. So an apple a day does keep the doctor away and also... The seasickness. And yeah. the yeah, and uh, so I'm uh, surrounded by good examples. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I mean, I I enjoy the rough seas. Uh, we were on the Paradise. We were we had some really high winds and rough seas. Oh. and everybody like I was in the the restaurant and it was like not even a third oh. full because everybody else was sick and I was having the time of my life. I would pay extra I for that. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not person that no. when the when the turbulence happened, I'm like, Wee! people. Yeah, it's a roller coaster time. I, I love <laughs> turbulence. I think turbulence is awesome. No, and, I, and, no. <laughs> um, no. Especially not when your plane suddenly drops in in air. Julian would like to say hi. We have 
guest cameo. Yeah, a wild Julian appears. <laughs> he uh, uses kid cuteness and waving. It's super effective. Uh, yeah, a fun thing too about Grand Turk. Yeah, I seem to always get injured there. I uh, the second time we went there, uh, we went to uh, the Warren Buffett uh, Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Uh, yeah. I had the cheeseburger in paradise. It was paradise. The cheeseburger was not. The food. Oh. The, the, the burger. I, I can't remember what I ate, but I remember it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like the best thing I ever had. But I was like, it's all right. Um, the, the margarita was margaritas good. were okay. It was, they were decent, but I think um, you mixed the alcohol yourself. It came on a hanger, well, yeah, the that's, shot. That's, that's not uncommon, though. Um, not my thing. But when we were standing up, I was, do I have to do the work where, of mixing it? You're the bartender. See, the thing is, the margarita mm-hmm. village generally, I'm going to assume, is probably like a beachfront re- restaurant, um, and so the floors are often fairly wet if you're on the, like, the outdoor patio area or sandy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, or sandy, um, yeah. so be careful, what kind of footwear were you wearing? Slippage, Can yeah. Occur. Yeah. yeah, I. It's probably not a not a big deal in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> That's so in but Vegas. but like yeah, if it's if it's tropical. Yeah, I basically broke my foot. Uh, oh, it's because um, yeah. I slipped oh. <laughs> uh, and my foot slid under the um, the patio table, and it the bone got crushed a little bit. And uh, yeah, it took about a month before I Ow. fully recovered. Um, yeah, I was basically yeah. Uh, pretty much bedridden for two weeks uh, outside of work, obviously. So. Um, Pretty much, I try to avoid Grand Turk at all costs now because I'm like, you know what? But she still I, says it's great. So it's, like, it's pretty. It's he, he's stroking a broken toe. She still endorses if you're, if you're it. Not yeah. me, go. If you're not me, go to Grand Turk because Grand Turk is uh, stunningly beautiful. Bring some Cheerios with you. It sounds strange, but if you go there because the waters are clear enough, and if the people are kind of not quite so present, um, a lot of angelfish will come up and they'll actually eat the, the Cheerios. Um, Julian and I had a really fun time uh, feeding uh, feeding a bunch of angelfish. We had like this swarm of angelfish around us, and we were feeding them Cheerios that some you know port- another cruiser gave to us. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. I, re- I really highly experience- uh, recommend. I'm just never going to go again uh, because I will probably die. <laughs> but there's there's easy, cheap, nice snorkeling right there. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not a big snorkel fan. I've never scuba in my life, but a little snorkeling there, yeah, I'll do that. Water's really bad. nice and clear mm-hmm. and very nice and warm. It, yeah. It's beautiful there. You Absolutely. can rent a floaty nice. for like five bucks, oh. yes. assuming there hasn't been inflation. Since yeah. I was last, but yeah. And if there's any yeah. sea dews in the area, make sure you don't get run over by one. Where was that 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 happened to that us? That was in. Uh... Was that Grand Cayman? That was Grand Cayman. Yeah, yeah, where we went. Yeah, we went to the. We got what forty five minutes at a beach. At a beach, yeah. and it was it was lovely, but it was only forty five yeah. minutes, and uh, we nearly got our heads taken off by sea dews. Because yeah. Uh, yeah. partly because there was a sign, but it was really small and it was kind of on the wrong side of a tree, so we didn't really see it. Weren't but then attention. after after the the yeah. leader of the sea dews came by, and we basically, basically told like, us to, yeah, to leave. After we inhaled his fumes, he was like, "Yeah, you're gonna want to go because this is kind of like a landing area for sea dews. Is they're gonna birth here and stuff?" I was like, ah, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. So there will be a video yeah, of that coming out. Be very yeah. wary of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Safety first. Safety first. And fun second. Fun second. Yeah. So, but make sure your fun is safe. So and drunk last. To... <laughs> yeah. And that's pro tip from our nine-year-old son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drink enough to have fun. Not so much that it makes you sick or you don't remember the fun you had. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Someone actually uh, fell off a boat when when she was really really drunk, and it was two a.m. and actually the crew was alerted at noon. Yeah, we were just reading about yeah. that. The Carnival Liberty. Uh, we're speculating that they were drunk, but really, you're sitting on the railing of a cruise ship at two in the morning. This will be a fun idea. Whee! Great idea. Yeah. On deck number ten. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, deck 10. And then they fell into the water and the crew wasn't notified until noon the next day. We don't know the details. Uh, maybe they were alone when it happened. Maybe they had their own cabin. Maybe not. We don't know. Um, but Ten yeah, don't later. don't sit on the rails no. on, the, on, the, on the cruise ship. No. I admit, I've been tempted. I've thought about it. Never done it. Not gonna do it. <laughs> and we've also been informed that you do not sit on the rails on an airplane either. Partly because there aren't any. Yeah, I was gonna say what well, rails? Like maybe well, maybe like the seat, yeah. uh, the armrest. The armrest. But like you can, those can break. I've actually yeah. been on uh, on a plane where a stewardess came over, grabbed an armrest, and just pulled it straight out. And she was like, "Sorry, this is broken. This shouldn't be here." And she just walked away with the armrest. And I was like, "Well, that's gonna suck for somebody." And I ended up having the road to myself, and I had the window seat, so it didn't really bother mm-hmm. me at all. But because it was also one seat over, but she just comes by and just hauls it out <laughs> like like it was it was just loosely like you know placed between the seats not attached to anything she's like wow that shouldn't be there yeah and later i was like what happened with that because the flight wasn't very busy uh and she was like well it was supposed to be under the seat but that can, it shouldn't be there either because it could move and people need to put their, their luggage there yeah. um but it had, it had broken off in the previous flight we just placed it there and i guess somebody thought they were being helpful by putting it back not realizing that you need to attach it to something <laughs> so we have a question from the audience question from the audience interactive podcast this is new Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, the, the the thing was is that they, um, you know, they, yeah, they fell. The person fell overboard at two a.m. They're not notified till noon. Um, so Julian's question is, you know, do they know that she actually fell off the ship, or maybe she was just hiding somewhere? Maybe yeah. maybe she's trying to fake her own death or something. Um, and I apologize for that uh, comment. If uh, anyone who knows the person, uh, yeah, is we're obviously we're not we don't want to we don't want to make light of something that's very serious, but. Um, it's worth pointing out and uh, maybe we'll film some of this next time we're on a cruise ship is that the bridge the there's the the bridge like is um it goes off the side of the ship on both sides like it's wider than the ship is wide Mm -hmm. and so they're able to look back along uh both sides of the ship um but they also have cameras that hang out even further and that as well um and so there is surveillance 24 7 uh so those of you who have ideas about doing things on your balconies i'd like to point those cameras out to you um and uh, and if you're gonna hide because of the safety briefing, they'll catch you because they, they can find they can, you. They can look at the surveillance. Yeah, please don't hide during the safety briefing <laughs> because you make it longer for all of us. Don't do yeah. that. Don't don't be a yes. jerk. And, and because we it, have no. to sit there and we stand there because there's no we wait seating. For you and you are and you're the, the special person that gets this. Death. You know, unless you win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, unless you win the lottery and you get to have your safety briefing in like the theater, everyone the else restaurant? is gonna stand there and wait. Until everyone shows up. So if you're that jerk that sits there and waits, I don't like you. I don't like you very much. Yeah. Because we had to wait a really long time on the last cruise. We stood there for what was like an hour uh, waiting for people to show up. And then we had the safety briefing. It was pain. It Not was exactly pain. an hour. <laughs> it was. It was okay. It felt like an hour, but I mean, and like the yeah. thing is, that Julian and I and and my brother-in-law, we just done a lot of walking that day um, because we you know we were hanging out in at uh, Port Canaveral and stuff like that, and and so like we my feet were done. My feet had already been. I you know like just don't do it. Okay, just don't do it. That was the beginning of the end for you because when we went to Epcot <sighs> after the cruise, you were just like I think you were actively bleeding as we were walking around <sighs> Epcot that yeah. whole day. Oh. Yeah, my feet just were angry. So your feet and vacations are maybe... You should leave your feet at home. My feet are angry. Yeah, leave your feet at home. My feet were angry. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, just don't, don't, don't just, you know, just go to the safety briefing. It's yeah. important. It seems yeah. tedious, it's in, but it's, it is important. It's, it's vital information, especially because there are children on board. You need to know if there's a child that's misplaced and you see yeah. that child, it's important for you to have that safety briefing so you can tell the kid, hey, go, you know, find the person or do the master thing, whatever it is that you got to yeah. do. Um, and, you know, elderly people and all this sort of thing, like, it, it's, 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 it's just, don't, don't be that guy that kind of screws it up for everyone else, okay? So just mm. go to the safety briefing, don't make everyone wait, because everyone on the ship is going to wait, and we're going to see yeah. that guy that shows up, and you'll like, get the half hour stare. after everyone lines up, and, and, so, and, and people talk, stare. okay? People talk on these cruise ships, we converse with each other in the lineups and stuff like that, so we're going to figure out on a ship of 1,700 people eventually, who that one dude was <laughs> that made everyone on we the ship wait, because there'll be hundreds don't of witnesses. Don't do it. Exactly. <laughs> hmm. It was it was it was brutal. Uh, I don't know if that's normal, but the last the one that we were on, it was brutal. We were just sitting there, just waiting for like a, an unbelievably long time. Just and, brutal. And, and the thing is, there's there's ways brutal. you can be smart on a cruise where yeah, maybe you're kind of like smarter than everybody else. If you know where a hidden deck is, mm-hmm. uh, you know if you know the right time to go to the comedy club. Not that mm-hmm. there's always a set time, but you figure you kind of figure it out. If there's an amazing piano bar performer, you'll you know yes. you, maybe you'll know that and you'll know and you'll talk to him and. Uh, you'll go right when they perform, or with Gustavo, we got that that extra performance because he was sick that time that yeah. you just stumbled across. Yeah. Like, there's insider tips, yeah. absolutely. Avoiding the safety briefing, that is not one of the cases where okay. you're where you're smarter than everyone. You're you're actually screwing everybody else over to, and you're still gonna have to sit through it. Yeah. So no no advantage to you, and you're way. delaying, um, you know, possibly leaving port or when they open up the food and drink service again. So you're you're just screwing yourself and other people. And you're literally you're screwing everyone, like not just yourself, straight everyone. up from the captain to, to the bosun and all, everything in between there's no one who's not affected by you doing that it is so selfish please don't do that i can't stress that enough just just don't sorry that's my no, rant but <laughs> in regards to what we were just discussing that i just now completely forgot about oh right and so there's surveillance oh, right. yeah. uh, cameras <laughs> so if someone yes, were to fall you. off the ship i don't know that they're live manned all the different angles i, I don't think they have the, the the it's just not practical to have staff doing that all the time but i would imagine they would go back over the recordings and then they would pinpoint because otherwise yes. how would we know that they were it's sitting true. on a railing and fell off from deck 10 that's a lot of detail for speculation yeah. uh and i mean if it's somebody who didn't report it till noon had those details yeah no they're criminal investigation suspect. please yeah, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. that's the case yeah. so you know we don't want to minimize it or make light of it but um yeah it is uh you know it's something to be aware of you want to Absolutely. be careful yeah you guys discussed the ant discussion what no we, no, we didn't we didn't talk oh, about ants. ants we oh yes we want to tell my the ant story? inability to so that was in miami miami, miami. so tampa. i fly to my oh, tampa, no it was yeah, yeah. Ta- yeah thank you tampa so I fly to Tampa, and I'm, what, what, eight hours earlier than when Ray arrives. I'm coming from the West Coast. You're coming from Toronto, yeah, so you're a lot closer. Flight. It was great. Mm. And uh, so I get to the hotel, <laughs> and I check in. I go upstairs to the hotel. I throw my bags on. I lay down for like an hour, and I leave to go explore. Come back in. I don't notice anything. Ray, Ray arrives. Within 15 minutes, he notices a bunch of ants on the table. They were all over the uh, TV stand and on the desk. And the thing was, I was watching TV. So they weren't on the screen of the TV. No, there's there's that. There's that, but I was there for eight hours. Eight hours. And he was there for fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. See. So there's a and you know there's there's a video of that that's forthcoming depending on when you're watching or listening to it. it might already be out, but uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and um, one of my proudest moments. And the and the customer service um, after that was not oh, very good. Yeah. Um, you know, they they said they would uh, come up and solve the problem, and then they waited an hour and did nothing. We had yeah. to call them back. Um, and then they spent a bunch of time on the phone complaining to us about their staff, saying that they didn't speak English and uh, just they went on a, a rant about their own staff, which was a waste of my time and to say nothing of the unprofessional nature of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we complained and not very much was done. Uh, we were offered a shuttle, uh, but the shuttle was going there anyway. So that was a no cost solution for them. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, after all that. Um, when we went to the mat, they, I, I complained the night of, and they said, a manager will speak to you in the morning when you check out. When we went to check out, there was no mention of it. So I said, you know, can we talk to the manager? The woman at the desk rolled her eyes and says, I guess I can get him. And then he comes out and he says, what do you want me to do? So we said, like, the only thing we need right now is a shuttle ride to the, to the airport. I don't do your job. I don't know what yeah. you're empowered to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, we'd checked out at that point. So... You know, he just was offering no solutions and not much in the way of an apology. It was literally, you know, not, not, I'm sorry. It was just, what do you want me to do? Um, and so we had, we had complained on Twitter because that's, you know, that's sort of what's next, mm-hmm. uh, when they, when they don't resolve the issue right in front of you. And, uh, they, they, they were, they were nice enough to, I think they, they gave me some Hilton points on that, um, as a gesture. But ultimately, uh, I mean, we did hear from, ironically, in the shuttle. Um, we had talked about the ants and another person in the shuttle had um, explained to us that apparently in the south it's actually quite common that there would be these temporary short-term infestation of these ants that it's apparently a, a recurring thing in the south no thanks. i mean i, I don't know uh, i don't need i don't think i should have to know <laughs> yep. the local you know insect challenges when when one travels no. at at no. Uh, at a hilton property no. even if it's a hampton property, really. it doesn't matter what the property is yeah yeah, so, property, yeah. Uh, and they said that they have an exterminator on retainer because uh, they decided to share that information with me when Where they was were, he? when they were complaining. Or and her. so, it, and then if they're on retainer, it's a no cost thing to have that service call come out because that's part of the package you pay for. So, um, yeah, and then you know there was there was there was white residue wow. all over part of the desk. Oh yeah, and so I. Uh, it, it clearly wasn't clean. Had it been kept properly clean, maybe the ants wouldn't have come because without a food source. Why would the ants be on the desk that has no food and on the TV stand that has no food? Yeah. The coffee maker and fridge off to the side, free of ants. <laughs> I think we have another question from the audience. So can you explain exactly what kind of ants was it? Nope, we don't know. No, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't fire ants. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there, there's, no. there's video and pictures. Um I don't remember what the woman called it on the shuttle. She did refer to the kind of ant, but I can't for the life of me recall. Oh, I, I, I don't know the genus. No idea. I wasn't listening. <laughs> of ant. They, they were big and trying... black, according to the photos. Yep. They Tiniest were... irritatus. <laughs> Tiniest irritatus. Because they were small and irritating. That's what they are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I made that up. I don't, I don't know Latin. Good name, though. Tiniest irritatus. This was hastily put together because Mike was in town. We weren't sure if he'd have time. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to the EX, we're gonna go to EXP. It's a gamer themed restaurant and bar in downtown Vancouver. We've been there before. Uh, the cherry bomb is fantastic. So I was to yes. yeah if, first if, time there. So if I was to give a list on something, it'd probably be that. So tasty. Um, so, anyways, thanks for uh, you know listening or watching if this is on YouTube, and uh, maybe we'll do this again sometime. We'll see. Let us know if you want to hear more. Yes. And subscribe. And subscribe and leave a like.
Absolutely, please yes, do. Yes. Subscribe on YouTube, like the Vacation videos. Vacation Impossible. Yes, we appreciate it.